0: story you talk radio I'm your host coach Debbie and I'm delighted that you are here to spend the hour with me as we talk all about the stories you live by and the stories you are writing and creating and offering to the world we come to you live every Thursday at four o'clock pacific time And we offer a replay on Fridays, and that's at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. for your commute, East Coasters. And you can always catch the podcast that is created and available within 24 hours of the show. Just go to your favorite platform, whether it be the Apple Podcasts or Podcast One or SoundCloud or whichever ones you subscribe to. And while you're there, why don't you leave me a little review? I know we've been hanging out for a little while and I'm certainly enjoying it. I hope it has been beneficial to you and that you'll keep coming back. How about just a few words on how things are going for you? You're always welcome, by the way, to call in and offer a question. I got my beginnings as a college writing professor, but once I went entrepreneurial, I also went down the pathways of life coaching and spiritual mentorship. So, I would love to offer you a little coaching around your stories. You can call us here at 1 1- 888 298 5569 That's one eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. 298 5569 I have noticed though since we promote writing about 90% of you tend to write in your questions and you know that that has some benefits then then you can stay just a little more anonymous, right? And you don't have to worry about your voice shaking on the air, right? These are some of the things people tell me. (laughs) So I would love to take your questions that way. I have my screens up and going so you can write to me at my email. That is askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. And Debbie is spelled D E B B Y. Ask Coach Debbie at gmail.com. You can also go to Facebook and just type a little note over in the Messenger Center, and I will read it here on the air and reply. And just in case this is a, a first or second show for you, we only read first names. And if you don't want to have your first name read, just say, I, I don't want my name read at all. And we won't even do that. But it, it's very safe. We treat you kindly here. And I, I love taking your questions. You're probably thinking, who's the we? Who's the other person? The other person's Eric Ryder. He's here in the background doing all the hard stuff. I just do the easy part. He does all the tech, all the sound, all the all the mixing, all the shaking up, all the connecting to you, everything. So he will be answering the phones when you call. Now, I love to hear from you in between shows as well, because it's you guys that help me decide what we need to talk about for our Thursday hour together. Here at Story You Talk Radio, I love to bring topics about, like I said, the stories you live by as well as stories you're writing. So anything in any way that fits in there, send them my way. Today's topic comes from a slew of people because it turns out it wasn't just me who sort of bumbled into 2022. I was right on track on January 1st, I will say that. I was excited and ready to go and pretty soon after that I started to feel a little (coughs) in the throat and a little headache and what do you know, was down for the count for several weeks. But now that, you know, that's long over, that's just a bad little memory, uh, we're up and going. But It does, it does turn out that several of you had a tricky, slow start to 2022. So some of the topics have been rolling in around time. And I want to tell you, time is a really, really funny thing. You may have noticed in your life that time seems to run quickly when you're doing certain things And time barely moves at all when you're doing other things. For example, last night I was binge watching one of my favorite little shows, The Gilmore Girls. Because I was just trying to take my mind off of some projects I'd been working on. And what do you know? Like two and a half hours just zipped on by because I wasn't putting forth any energy at all. I was just merely being con- uh, entertained and contained in my little home. Two and a half hours just zip went flying on by. Well, let me tell you, earlier in the day, between the hours of about six and eight thirty, I had been working on some writing. In fact, that might have been the day before. Doesn't matter. But I had been working on some writing, and it just, it just wasn't coming the way I wanted it to. there was that start, go, start, go, cross out, crumble up, start over again feeling. And those, those two and a half hours felt like about two and a half days. You know what I'm talking about here? Sometimes we have to reinvent time, either by starting over or looking at our relationship with it. If you write, you probably come up against deadlines here and there, and nothing will shake up your relationship with time more than a deadline. If you don't write, but you are consciously living in the story of your life, you are probably aware that when you get together with those you love, the time goes flying by. But then when you have to go and do hard work, the time just doesn't seem to move as quickly. How can we work with this so we're getting the most out of our time, but we're also experiencing our fair share of joy? Well, somebody that I was thinking about recently and You may have read some of his books. He's known very well for the Seven Habits successfully. You know, every time I want to tell you a title, it goes flying out of my head. The Seven Successful Habits... Seven... I can't remember. His name is Stephen Covey, C-O-V-E-Y. I should... I can see the title right in front of my eyes. It's these things I think I'll remember and I don't write down. Forgive me. Anyway, wonderful book sold over 10 million copies in its first release. It's definitely something that I spent time skimming through, but there is a page, particular page about time quadrants that has served me so well over time. I'm going to get you that title in the break, I promise. And the idea of these time quadrants is that you're looking at how you relate to time in terms of is the thing I'm doing important? Is the thing I'm doing urgent? Is it important but not really urgent? Is it urgent but not really important? Or is it really urgent and really important, or is it not that important and not that urgent? Basically, those are the four ways he says we tend to relate to time. And I got thinking about that. And right away, the first thing that came up for me, if you, if you let your body be sort of a, a feeling center that lets you know how you relate to things... You just kind of sit still with that. Things that are important, things that are urgent. Honestly, as soon as I hear the word urgent, right, right around my stomach, uh, it, it just sort of starts to shake. This stressful shake. Oh, this is urgent. Oh dear, urgent. Really? You sure it's urgent? I don't want it to be urgent. I don't. I don't like that feeling. Right? That that usually implies pressure and deadline and crisis sometimes it's something you couldn't foresee that was coming down the pike sometimes it's something you really 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 put off and now it's just not only urgent but it's also really important that it's attended to I don't tend to I don't tend to hang out over there i don't like that stuff i really like to take care of things before they ever mount to that place of being urgent. On the other hand, I feel really motivated to participate in things that are important. So Stephen Covey uses these two words a lot. Is it urgent? Is it important? Is it one or the other? Is it neither? Is it both? I like things that are important. Important things to me tend to regard a little more planning. Sometimes it involves your vision, my vision for something might involve a little dreaming and a little conjuring, a little collaborating with others that might have a similar vision, similar plan. Important things for me tend to be enjoyable, but they instantly become unenjoyable if I match them up with urgency. Often that just, uh, that just kind of takes me out. So Stephen Covey wants us to get a sense of what motivates us so that we can be as productive and enjoy our life as much as possible. He was definitely one of the best and most renowned success coaches in the 90s and early 2000s. You can find uh, a little bit of his stuff on YouTube, Stephen Covey, uh, C-O-V-E-Y. Might even be Covey. I think it's actually Covey. So I want to tell you just a little, little bit about what he says is important when you deal with these urgent and important things. He tries to convince people, and it was an easy sell on me, he tries to convince people to focus on what he calls his second quadrant. So basically, this is the area where things are important to you, but they're not urgent. And he calls this your focus area. Now, I tend to agree, when I can be in the planning and the dreaming and the scheming, uh, those are the things that happen in that area. There's there's less of a pressure to do it now, but there's more of a vision and an opportunity of what would be possible if I started to work toward that thing what kind of thing you might ask oh i'm so glad you asked a thing like a book Hmm. maybe it is important to you at some point in your life that you write a book maybe it's important to you that within the next five years you write a book maybe you've been sitting around thinking about how that's been important to you for the last three years So now it's important to you that within the next two years, you would like to write your book. Well, what I would say is that you are rightfully fitted into that second quadrant of focus, where it's time to focus on that thing that's important before it becomes urgent before your back is up against deadlines and you're scared and you're sweating and you got that stomach shaky feeling that coach debbie gets anytime things become very urgent all of a sudden let me just give you three other notions of how things can come together this focus is about what's important but it's not yet urgent You could pick his first quadrant, which is things that are important and things that are urgent. So you better do them and you better do them well. They need to be managed. That's the key word there. I would prefer to be in focus mode over manage mode. Focus mode means things are important, but Manage mode means they're important and they're urgent. There's two other areas. One we would call sort of the avoidant area. And this is when something is urgent. Mm -hmm. But we can't really see that it's important. So we tend to procrastinate away the time that's needed for something like this. And it it can lead to a lot of clutter. Um, Sometimes these are even things that aren't really on us. Things like someone else is interrupting us or a long list of email that we've been avoiding and now we've got to get to. Those are urgent things that are not seen to be so important they tend to go in the avoidant category and then finally there's this category of things that just really don't feel urgent and they just don't really feel important and over here you might actually find like pleasurable things to do with your time and all of that is okay as long as it's not keeping you away from what you really need to do. So this area might might fulfill things like, uh, you know, a TV show or dropping your friend a phone call or, or writing an email to someone you care about or even doing some of the more trivial tasks that are associated with your job or, or whatever you're up to. So if we're not if we're not hanging out there and if we're not being flat out avoidant and if we're not in a high pressured management mode we get to do what I really like that second quadrant of getting focused and a lot of magic can happen right there that's where we can actually reinvent our relationship with time. I hope I have your full attention here. I think time is a really excellent topic to get into, especially if you are being intentional about the story you are living and the story you are writing. We're going to take a quick break right here, but please stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to NewProSupplements.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, March 13th, It's a change of schedule, so it'll be the third edition of my teaching shows with Walter Stoffel, author of Lance, A Spirit Unbroken. We'll finish up with food and feeding, then on to medical, physical, and supplement stuff, and we begin Communication 101 with Dogs. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in and joining me on this lovely Thursday afternoon. We're talking about reinventing your relationship with time. As I was saying in the first segment of the show, Stephen Covey, who wrote the book that I could not remember by title, it's called Seven Habits of highly effective people. I think he's the master on effectiveness. Seven habits of highly effective people. He has this notion that when our time is focused, we are not only happy, but we are that thing he just said. We are effective and we are moving through things not with urgency, but with importance. Now, a lot of the reasons why we have a hard time getting focused is because we're not sure what to focus on or we're not sure what's important. We're not sure how to say no to things that really don't need to happen right now, that really are not urgent. Something that I have noticed in my own life, though, is that if an idea or a project or something is important, it will become urgent if I don't attend to it. But on the flip side, something that feels urgent right now probably has been important for a while. And here again, I'm talking about projects, things that I want to be writing or speaking or expressing out in the world. I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, if the house catches fire, not that, but but things that we want to be expressive with. So think about that. What are the ways? that you are able to have more control of your time. James Clear says this, decide what kind of life you want and then say no to everything else. Might sound really cut and dry. You know, he is the author of Atomic Habits. Decide what kind of life you want and then say no to everything else. If, if you were to say no a little too often, probably the fear would be that you wouldn't have any friends left. But if you feel that you must only say no to a very, 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 very limited number of things, my guess is you're often saying yes to things that you kind of wanted to say no to and sometimes those things can end up being time suckers. So let's, let's refer to a, a situation that I was working with, with my client, Becky W. And she had this pressing idea around writing a newsletter to the people that were being very, very successful in her business And then having a different newsletter for people that needed encouragement and motivation and basically pep talks, you know, they needed to get things in, in action. Now, what I saw immediately was that she, she needed a lot of time. If she was all all of a sudden going to go from having that one newsletter go out to having two and and part of that is because you're you're not repurposing in any way you're you're actually expanding your voice you're expanding the amount of people you have into two completely separate audiences so the question is does this help you focus if it does it might be a good idea But if it's doing one of those other things that Stephen Covey mentioned, like avoid what you need to get done, or if it's just applying unnecessary pressure, then while it's a nice idea and it probably would serve people really well, it's important to think about if it's necessary. Is it really urgent to all of a sudden... Divide up your newsletter so that those who are doing really well get one voice and those who have fallen behind get a separate voice. So my suggestion to her was to take all the things she wants to say in encouragement for those that have fallen behind and just find little places to incorporate that encouragement. Because even when you have a following where the people are doing generally quite well, there's plenty of times when you're not hand-holding with them and they need extra support. So instead of having that audience over there and this audience over here and all those ideas for one audience and all these other ideas for another, why not have a newsletter that you could see as more of a a main course and then add a little spice of encouragement so that you're just sending out one as opposed to having enough time to do two. For me, that would be a great way to reinvent time and to have a better relationship with my focused mind and to just feel more at ease that the job is done. You know that feeling when you send out one thing and you really put your your heart into it. You really dove in and gave it all you have and then you look on your desk and The next project is waiting for you and hasn't even been touched yet. It's a lot like what you just did, but on the other hand, you have to come up with all new words and think of a whole new audience. It's it's all of a sudden not just time you need, but it's energy you need. In my experience, that's when we either feel angry because we've committed to something that we clearly don't have time for, we feel that urgency that Stephen Covey was talking about. So something has now just like jumped from the list of focus, the list of just something important to being important and urgent. Now it's got to be managed. And that just doesn't tend to feel as good. It doesn't tend to inspire us as much to work on the thing that is important at the level of urgency. Unless, of course, like I said, you run hot. You are one of those employees or creators that loves to have the fire burning right under your seat knowing you've only got 15 minutes to do this well, and somehow, somehow that leads to good outcomes. I will say, even, even though I have worked with plenty of people that like to do things that way, I can also tell you those tend to be the people that when they burn out, they burn out hard and angry, they're done. They're all done. There, there's no talking them back over to that column of focus. They're just like, no, uh-uh, over, done. And see, there's this handy little word that along the way, when something had gone from being important to actually feeling really important and urgent and that fire under your seat, there really was an opportunity there to say, no, no, I'm not going to do it this way. I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to take away some of the urgency here and move it back to being important, being something I'm attending to, but not necessarily something that's just absolutely got to move from desk to the public in the next 20 minutes. Because like I said, even if you feel right now that that's that's fun and inspiring. You know, burning the candle at both ends at some point means you don't have a candle left. And what are you going to do then? So think about that. What inspires you to work really well on a project? For me, it's that feeling of being focused. Another way you can invent or like I want to say reinvent time is to think about your values. If saying no is difficult, but you know what your values are and you know what comes first and second and third in your life, or maybe you even see it as there are these three constants in my life. And everything else is second to that. You could see it that way. Uh, Stephen Covey had an illustration in on YouTube. I really liked it. He brought this woman up to the front of the room where he was giving a speech. And he had a big, think of it as like a, a giant salad bowl. And inside the salad bowl were about 1,000 little baby-sized rocks, little pebbles, and it was almost filled to the brim with these little pebbles. And then he, he gave the woman these six big rocks, and they had different words on them. One was like, uh, one might have been family time, and another one was recreation, and another one was uh community and volunteering etc cetera, etc cetera. he gave her these six rocks and he asked her how many of the words on these rocks like volunteering like family time how many of these really line up with your core values And she picked five out of the six and he said, okay, since these are really big in your life and notice these are big rocks that I have labeled, put them in this salad bowl that is already filled with a thousand tiny little rocks, but don't let anything spill over. So we watched her do this, you know. She, she's deciding family is number one, so that's the first big rock she's going to put in the salad bowl. And she's maneuvering all these little tiny pebbles to kind of scooch this one big rock in there. And it works. The, the salad bowl doesn't overflow with the little rocks. It works. But she's now working on her second one, community volunteerism. And the little rocks are starting to spew over the top. So the moral of the story, as you can guess, is you need to put things you value in the beginning and then fill up the extra space with little tiny other things. It can't really be the other way around. So the best way... To reinvent time is to go back to your values and take a look. Are you saying that family time is number one on your values and, and yet you at best see your family on Sunday evening for dinner? The rest of the time you're at work, you know, something like that. There are many, many, many home lives that run on this system. And it's fine if it's what you value. If it's not what you value, again, you're going to have this desire to reinvent time for yourself because that story that you are living by isn't matching with your values. If you're someone who says, well, I don't really have much family and my family values are not high, but... I do a lot of writing and I'm working on my third book and I give a lot of time to that. If that's one of your big rocks, but you have many, 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 many things interfering with it, for example, you also have a thousand little rocks that you have to attend to in that big salad bowl, well... All of that is just going to push against that value of writing. So to reinvent time for yourself, you have to look at the big rock in the bowl, which is your writing, and then all the little small rocks in the bowl, all these other things, and ask yourself, what's got to go? What needs out? What isn't really urgent now. If you know writing is important, then the other things, they can't try to usurp the power of that book by becoming urgent, needing so much management, all of a sudden being very needy, right? We know how pulled and triggered we feel when there's a lot of neediness around us. If we have a a thoughtful amount of little rocks, they're just things we need to attend to. But if we have thousands of them, there's this feeling of neediness, this feeling that we must manage so much. So again, If you're going to reinvent time, you're going to look at your relationship to what's important because that allows you to focus, as opposed to your relationship to what's important and feeling very urgent because that's stuff you gotta manage. And it tends to end up being a lot of little things you gotta manage bumping up against the big thing you want to be taking care of. So this is a good time to take a break. I see I have a question from Will. I'm going to go ahead and read that and we will be right back. Stay tuned. Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment, and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. To find out more, visit SherwoodCS.org org share what believing in abilities. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative talk eleven fifty welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. Thanks so much for joining me today. We're talking about your relationship to time. Because here at Story U Talk Radio, we care about the stories you are living by and the stories you are writing. Speaking of which, guess what? While we are getting ready to come out of this age we have been living in all messed up, I've decided to go ahead and offer you a virtual retreat. That's coming up on March 27th and it'll be at 9:30 on Pacific Coast time and 12 30 Eastern Time. You can register at my website, which is CoachDebbie.com. And that's D E B B Y, CoachDebbie.com. Just click on connect and let me know you're interested, and I'll get everything to you. This is a $199 retreat, and it is fully on Zoom. You're going to meet some lovely people. And we're going to talk about this topic right here, Reinventing Time. We're also going to get into how do you get focused and start planning a big project like a TED Talk speech or a book or launching your new blog or something else that feels important, but it might not yet be urgent. It just, it has that desire in you bubbling away and so this retreat will support that. Again, it will be on March 27th. And I would love to hear from you via email too. That also works Debbie at gmail.com. And that is spelled D E B B Y, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. You will pay 199 for the virtual retreat. And if you decide afterwards that you would like to go on to the group coaching or if you would like to invest in one-on-one mentoring that 199 for the retreat will be credited to the program that you choose. So you really can't lose. You'll enjoy 3 hours with a break on March 27th and you'll meet some lovely people. You'll get some wonderful ideas, and at that point, you will know if you want to move forward or if this is a good time to be thinking on your big project. So with that said, we have a question here from Will, who says, Dear Coach Debbie, really, what a concept we can reinvent time." I am on board. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we can reinvent time or at the very least reinvent our relationship with it. Will says, it feels like everything I do is always urgent. I've never really been in that bracket of things just being important, but not also urgent. I'm full of deadlines at home, at work, everywhere, basically. So if my list is already huge with deadlines, what do I do about that to start reinventing my time? Okay. Wow, that's a doozy. Let me see here. Sounds like, Will, that A, you probably have plenty of things you're dedicated to. So right there, there's going to be plenty of things in your life that are important. Uh, B, it sounds like you are someone who might often take responsibility. If you have all these things right now that are urgent, you are someone who either says, I'll take care of that, or based on past experiences people have had with you, they know you would be a good choice, so they assign it to you. So right now, If you're looking at all that you need to do and it all feels like it needs to be done soon, then the reinvention with time you want to think about is how you can be more responsible to you and just a little bit less responsible to all the other rocks, to all the other people, to all the other duties. Do you see what I mean here? If, if you're feeling like right now you want to reinvent time because the amount of time you have to just do anything fun is really taken up by the things you must do, then it's time to say no. Maybe not today because you already said yes to a lot of things, but as you go forward... The word no is going to come in very handy. You have, you have your own values, and you have become known by many. There are many rocks in your salad bowl that see you as the, the guy to get the job done. So you're going to have to reinvent you in order to reinvent time but not from ground up, not everything. So I don't know what these things are that you feel such urgency around specifically, but let's, let's just say at work, um, let's make stuff up, Will. Let's say at work, since you're listening to this show and we're all about stories, maybe you're someone that tends to be the note taker, the scribe, the secretary at the meetings. Uh, how about you start passing that along to someone else? You know, when someone else comes in, say, hey, um, I was just wondering if you'd be willing to be secretary. I, I did it the last couple times. I thought I'd ask you, but if not, I think I, I might ask someone else. Would you be willing to do that? It's likely someone that knows that in the last meeting they were sitting there twiddling their thumbs and enjoying their Starbucks, they'd be more than happy to be the scribe for you. And that just bought you a little relaxation time. Now all you have to do is be somewhat alert in the meeting as opposed to completely alert and getting down as many notes as you can. Maybe in your home life, oh, maybe... Maybe you're the person that takes care of everything outside. I'm I'm just pulling uh, at straws here. I know when I was married, my my obligations had more to do with everything inside of the house, like the cleaning and the bills. And his obligations had so much to do with keeping the garage attended to and the lawn and all of that. So maybe you're that guy. You you look after things outside of the house. Well, what would it be like if you outsourced a little bit of that? You know, maybe, maybe there's something a little broken with the deck right now, and it feels very urgent to get that all done before the beautiful weather comes and everyone can sit outside. It feels very urgent. Come on, Will, let's get going. Maybe Maybe it would be worth it to you to hire that out so you could go back inside and work on your speech or work on your TED Talk or work on your book. Maybe that would make you happy. Maybe it would make you happy if uh, someone in the neighborhood or maybe you have a son coming of age could start to learn how all that's done. There's there's ways, very effective ways, where we can start taking some of these, what, what feel like stressful bits of our life, but are actually tiny little pebbles that just are on a time clock and they want to be managed. What would it be like to remove a few of those and actually buy back a little time? You're buying back your identity You might even be checking into a new identity on some level. But you're getting a lot of time back. I can tell you that in my family, one thing I love to do, I see it as important, not important and urgent, just important. I love to be the planner. So my brother and I, sometimes we travel together. I look forward to the day that we can travel together again. You no, know, I'm one of the people that I like to go and look. Where might we stay? Where, where might we eat? What sights might we see? What friends might we drop in on? What would be really good days to travel based on what's going on in that city? I like to take my time and plan that. Now, let's say he called me up and said, hey, you know, it's Thursday, but if I can get us tickets to California on Saturday, you want to go? Now, that would be fun. But all of a sudden, we've bumped things into the urgent category. And at that point, honestly, I'd prefer that he plan it. Because when things get urgent, I'm not as excited about being the first person out the door taking care of stuff. It's just my quality. It 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 takes away from how I view time and how I like to interact with time. But he, on the other hand, he's someone that quickly will say, hey, I got us a room here and I think we'll figure out where to eat once we get there. And by the way, so-and-so's in town so we can drop in on them and he, he's more relaxed at that. And if he's willing to take the lead, I am happy to follow. But if it's, a, if it's a situation where we're planning a vacation, I'm not as comfortable with the urgency. And one of the great ways that I have invented my life to suit me is to not be rushed. I don't like to be rushed. In fact, it is almost impossible now to rush me. Why? Because I have an emphatic no that I don't like it and I don't want it. It doesn't feel good, so I don't do it. Unless, like I mentioned in the early part of the show... We're not really talking about things that were important that have now become urgent, but we're talking more about like a crisis, like the house is on fire and you don't have a choice but to run. Those, those are the moments that I reserve for my rushing. But the rest of the time, I am not the least bit interested in moving at that kind of speed. I am more attentive to what I like to focus on. So I was delighted when I put my hands on Stephen Covey's book and I noticed that he really suggests if you want to be effective, or as I like to say, if you want to reinvent time, do things that are important, do things that you can plan. Do things that will open up new opportunities for you down the line. Not tomorrow, not the second, but they're coming up. Do things that allows you to build, to be resourceful, to think about where your skills really are and let your relationships sort of lead you toward what's next as opposed to feeling that kick in the bum where you have to leap into what might be next, but you're not really sure because everything's so urgent, you just had to jump. That can really mess you up. On the other end of the spectrum, while it's great to blow two and a half hours and watch Gilmore Girls and just feel delighted by a sweet little storyline, make sure that you're not letting this become the habit that steals your life. You know, Netflix gets kind of a bum rap on the fact that they provide us so much entertainment that many of us can lose a lot of time over it. So another thing James Clear says is don't let a bad day become a lifestyle. In other words, we know when we really do need a break. But if you need a break because your, your mood is suffering and you keep taking the break and taking it and taking it and taking it, basically playing hooky in your own life, it ain't going to feel good. Mm-mm. You're going to pay. So my friends, stay focused. You don't want to always be managing everything and you don't want to be running away because it got so big try stay focused. focus. Look at what's important. And I promise you, you're going to feel like you now have the magic potion for reinventing time. I hope this has served you. I'm here every Thursday. And like I said, we offer a replay on Friday mornings. It is my delight to spend this time with you. So until next week, namaste, my friends.